Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the River Community Church podcast. If you want more information about the church or things that are going on, you can visit therivercc.com or you can check out our app at app.therivercc.com. This week's message comes from Pastor Brian Vaughn. Welcome. If you're joining us online, we're, we're glad you guys are joining us and thank you for being in the room uh, with us this morning. Happy birthday. <laughs> sorry. sorry, I'm not quite as big as uh, Steve Timber. Happy birthday! No, okay, happy birthday or happy anniversary. I don't know, whatever's right to say. It's been 20 years. Uh, my name's Brian, and uh, our family, we jumped in there in the story uh, somewhere between the BSU and, and coming on to, into Cane Creek. And uh, we moved down from from Cincinnati is where we were living at the time. My wife was actually from this area. We both went to tech and uh, we were serving at a church in Ohio and heard about this uh, crazy guy starting a church in Cookville. And uh, through a, a string of events, we ended up moving down here. Our oldest son, Carson, was 15 months old and our second son, Eli, was two weeks old. I think, and uh, we moved here to be a part of what God was doing, and uh, it's exciting. And I, I, we were moving offices a, a couple of months ago, and you know, when you do that, you come across things that that you didn't see or you hadn't seen in a while. And I came across this uh, a, a picture, and it was a picture that for for a magazine that was kind of a local magazine. They had heard about what was going on with this new church, and we had oh <laughs> oh you put it up, uh, look at that. <laughs> And I, you know, I, I don't remember, I don't know if the photographer said, hey, imagine you guys are starting a boy band. Jason, put your phone down. <laughs> don't take a picture of that. <laughs> it was when, when we were starting to build the, the West Wing on this property. And yeah, we were a little younger. That was probably about 16 years ago. Um, you please take that off. We don't need to see that anymore. <laughs> Steve and Steve look a whole lot older now. Um, <laughs> but it's fun, you know, it, it's, it's definitely fun to look back. And I really, really loved those early years. I loved those years where we were set up and tear down and uh, we were a bit smaller back then. And everybody, I mean, if everybody didn't pitch in, there wasn't anything that happened, you know. Um, but someone that, that's been apart from very early on is, this is David Burnett. Everybody say hi, David. Yep. And uh, David has meant a lot in, in my life over the years. Uh, he, he's one of those uh, guys in my life that I have uh, really just looked up to. And uh, especially one of the things that has struck me about David over the years is, uh, is his commitment to truly spend time with the Lord every day. And uh, David is a very industrious young man, and uh, he gets to work very early in the morning. So in order for him to spend time with the Lord, he gets up even earlier to make sure that that happens. So David, thanks for, for being here and for being a part of all this. And uh, first, why don't you just start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and kind of how you guys came to be a part of the river. Sure. Well, certainly it's been a lot of fun uh, getting to see Brian, Steve, and Steve uh, have birthdays. Uh, <laughs> somehow I, I've managed to stay ahead of them. You know, I, 
I think uh, some of them, I was younger than some of them uh, back then, but uh, just I've managed to stay ahead. I don't know how that's happened. <laughs> just just an early start. It's your wisdom, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Alice and I grew up in Somerset, Kentucky. Uh, we uh, moved here about 35 years ago. Uh, you know, as a young man, I was a, a, a very introverted, insecure kid. And uh, thankfully, as a young teenager, accepted Christ as my Savior. And you know, early, very early on, I, I really cried out to the Lord for some of my friends' souls, their salvation that, quite honestly, I'd probably not been a great example to. And God was faithful, and He answered that prayer. And that's been something that has stuck with me still today. I'm still, you know, God was faithful then. I'm still growing in my faith and, and seeing His faithfulness and the promises that He fulfills today. And... Uh, um, my pastor gave me my first job at 16, and it was actually in a retail meat market. And, uh, he, you know, I was so shy that they picked on me, uh, loved on me, and kind of brought me out of my shell and really helped me develop a love for people and serving people that I still have today. In my second job, I actually went to work for a grocery store that my uh, wife's dad actually owned, and I was going to college. She was in college in another town, and we'd gone to school together, but completely different circles. So we started dating, got married, lived our first two years in California in the Navy. Uh, and then we, we, we moved to Cookville. And it wasn't a strategic plan. I actually thought the perfect plan was buying a grocery store in another town in Tennessee. But God blew that up. He closed that door or I would have never been to Cookville. But as I get to look back, I see that was his perfect plan for us. We settled in at a, a church here south of town at Will Height. And uh, honestly, I met Meredith yeah. uh, uh, and her family there uh, uh, years ago. And, and uh, uh, Meredith's father was an interim pastor at Will Height and baptized both of my kids. So just it's amazing kind of how God kind of connects that theme together. So you mentioned I'm industrious. I did quit my day job <laughs> about three years ago and, and uh, uh, been trying to find that balance in this new season of life, but thankful to still have things to do. I, I'm not real comfortable using the word retire. <laughs> so uh, we'll see if that happens someday. So the, the, the church that you were part of, Will Height Baptist Church, uh, is the church that eventually became our mother church. Uh, and some of the, the, uh, the realms that we worked in and where we were getting some funding to start the church, we had to have a church sign on that says, we believe in these guys. And you were part of Wilhite during that time. And, and tell us kind of what you were thinking during that time as you met Steve sure. Taboo for the first time. Sure, I met Steve at a deacon's meeting. I served on the deacon uh, team at Wilhite. And uh, honestly, I'd never heard the term church planter or church plant and, and may have fallen into that same uh, uh, school of some folks that thought, do we need another church? Uh, but, you know, Steve was very passionate about his vision. Um, and I could see the hunger that he had. I mean, it was, it was clear to me that he was hungry to reach people for Christ. He wanted to reach people who were far from God who had disconnected from church, who, or who maybe had not ever gone to church. And uh, so our pastor we had at the time had been a church planter. Um, and, uh, you know, our church, like the river, happened to be debt-free because of the blessings of the Lord. And, and so we were able to sponsor the river, and, and uh, it's been amazing what God has done um, 
through these young men who, who uh, uh, came on board. And I would just say in those early days, in those early days, I promise you, they didn't come for the paycheck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the, you know whether they raised their own support the first year, uh, they, they were here because they trusted God. Uh, and what was it that you saw God doing at the river that, that drew you and your family here eventually? You know, the vision that Steve had of reaching lost people and his intentionality in doing that um, really drew me to what he was doing. And I, I found myself in the people that I worked with or that I met moving to town and they were looking for a church. I found myself asking them, asking them to plug in at the river. You know, one thing about the river is it's an open door. Everybody's welcome. Come as you are. And uh, I was drawn to that. And, and, you know, just several things that he said. And this is a little thing, but, and he still says it today. If it's snowing, I'll be here. <laughs> if you're not comfortable driving in the snow, that's okay. But I'll be here. I may be the only one here. And he promises he won't sing, <laughs> which is a good thing. <laughs> so the first river service I actually ever attended was at the BSU. And it had snowed, and uh, no offense to my uh, home church, Will Heights, still love the church family there, but they were closed. Several other churches were, were closed, and I thought, I'm just going to see if that guy does what he says. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, uh, uh, that was my first service, uh -huh. uh, Snow Day, BSU, wow. campus. Um, how have you seen, uh, David, the, the Lord move over the last 20 years, either in your own life or through what God's done here? Well, goodness, there's so many brag on God moments in the life of the River Community Church. You know, how, where do you start, actually? Um, certainly, uh, you know, in my, in my own world, we uh, use the term in the business world, the ROI, return on investment. And, you know, one of the things that I've had the privilege of seeing at the River today, uh, excited about what's happened in the past, what's happening today, and what will happen in the future because of the Lord, but is just to sit in one of the corners of the building and look across the body and just see the people worshiping the Lord, loving God, loving people, and impacting the world. And I think, what better investment could I have made with my time, talent, or treasure than, than the river? And it took us about two years to actually come to the river from Wilhite, but God's Spirit just kept drawing us, kept drawing us. And uh, we're just grateful to be part of what God is doing here. Yeah. Um, any stories? Any <laughs> things well, that, that stick out to I you? I mean, where do you, where, do you where, where do you start? I mean, whether it's God providing the land for the river, uh, uh, the building. Uh, we had an individual when we built our first building I mean, we, did, we honestly did not hire a contractor. This person had sold his business. He had a, he had a contractor's license. Actually, he had to renew it, uh, had to get it again. But he was so knowledgeable, and he devoted hours to building that first building. You know, God just, uh, 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 whether it was the cross, uh, uh, you know, that, that's a big old cross to put on that hill. Uh, and you'd think it'd be easy because you're doing it as an Ebenezer, a testimony to Christ. But we hit solid rock, and I think that we had a rolling roadblock on I-40 to drill and blast that. Uh, it just, just so many stories. But I think the, the, the big deal is, is the people story. Uh, 
the people story of how God brought the right people at just the right time to accomplish his will in this church for his glory. And, you know, whether it is, is the salvations this past year, uh, us give a hand clap to the Lord for baptisms. <laughs> I, d- I, I don't remember the number, but it was a record year. Yeah, it was like 84, 85. And and so, you know, God is good. He is faithful. He is faithful. And, you know, there's many stories. When we wanted to put a sign out here, I remember that somebody called me uh, from the church and said, hey, Pastor Steve, I wanted you to call this guy. He said he could maybe help with the sign. And so I thought, okay, who is this? It's just what I thought. I'm sorry. (laughs) But I called, and he was in the sign business. He erected billboards. And he said, you know, I'd like to do that for the church for free. I said, well, how long have you been coming to the church? He said, today was my first service. <laughs> so that's the kind of God we serve. That's the kind of God we serve. Yeah. Um, we, we believe that so much of what God's done is because of what his spirit leads us and guides us to do. And I was wondering if there's anything you would say to us personally this is, this is how I've seen the, the presence of the Lord move in my life. Sure. And not my life, your life. <laughs> and, uh, and how it's impacted your life. Well, you know, I, I have had a few birthdays. And, and I've had, uh, you know, if you're here long, you experience some valleys, some hard things. You experience some mountains, some great things. And I've experienced God's grace, his mercy, his love, his blessings. Uh, uh, his forgiveness through all of those, the good and the bad. And I guess uh, uh, one of the things that I have learned, I guess, is the, the longer I live, the more I realize how dependent I am on God. You know, uh, uh, it's easy to reach a point in your career and think I've arrived or whatever. You know, yeah, I've arrived at the foot of the cross, thankfully, as a young teenager. And, and I'm still extremely dependent on God for, for things that I do. And so one of the things I do try to do is, I mean, it's not that I, I'm thankful I'm spending time in God's word, not because I think he's going to smack me on the head if I don't, because I'm hungry for it. He's mm. given me a, a hunger for his word. And I ask him to continue to renew that. I'm so grateful to be part of a church that we're reading through the Bible again this year. If you've not plugged in and you're not doing that, I encourage you to do that. It's, it's the best investment I, I have in my time is, is spending time in the word. Um, I forgot to mention that I have two children, excuse me, a wife, Alice, and I'll be married about 46 years. And uh, I guess a couple of hard times, uh, uh, my son, our son died at 16 and at cross country. One of the things that came out of that, I started running and uh, it was a great relief for me uh, mentally. Uh, and uh, honestly, I think it helped, helped me maybe have some meals I shouldn't have had because uh, I was running the calories off. But <laughs> And, and as I started running, you know, the Lord revealed to me a scripture and it's uh, in First Timothy and says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Physical exercise is good for a few things, but godliness is profitable for today and the days ahead. And another scripture, I guess, that jumped out at me over the years was John 8, uh, I think it's John 8, uh, 31, 32, that says, that if we're truly disciples of his, we will continue or abide in his word. We'll know the truth and the truth will set us free. And so really just that, that time in God's word is a, nobody likes the word discipline, I don't think. But man, 
I need it. I want it. I miss it. And God is so faithful. His word really is active. It's alive. And it speaks to us where we're at today. So join us in this year going through the Bible, please. Yeah, and I've so appreciated your influence in my life, just even with that. And uh, eventually David became... uh, one of our elders, part of our leadership here, uh, not elders because you're older, but uh, uh, but because of your wisdom. And we just appreciate uh, who you are and and what you meant to us. In fact, we have we have a few uh, David sayings we we tell them, and uh, one of those is, "Gentlemen, we're better than this." Um, uh, he reminds us and makes sure that that. He's like, okay, whatever we want to do, that's fine. But if it's not going to help us reach people who are far from God, then we don't need to do it. So I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Can we uh, give him a hand? Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, sorry. No worries. As uh, David mentioned, we are reading through the Bible. And if you haven't uh, if you haven't started that with us, we'd love for you to. We may even still have some of those Bibles out uh, in the lobby. And each week, as we've been doing this, we, we want to pick up something from the reading from, from this past week. And I'd love for us just for a moment to focus in to a passage in Exodus chapter 33. And uh, the story for, for the people of Israel at this point God has delivered them out of slavery in Egypt. They've become a nation. They're seeing some of the fulfillment of the promises that God made to their ancestors way back to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And they've found themselves at the foot of Mount Sinai. And God has given them the law. And it's time for them to take this journey into this land that was promised them a land that was said to be flowing with with milk and honey. And Moses, as the one who God had chosen to lead them in that, was kind of at a a, a turning point. He's like, these people, they keep, they're driving me crazy. They keep complaining about things. And God, I don't even know exactly what the plan is. And so that's what's going on here in this passage where we want to pick up. It's Exodus chapter 33, starting in verse 12 says this, one day Moses said to the Lord, (laughs) there's plenty just right there, we can stop. One day Moses said to the Lord, he, he was talking to God. You have been telling me, take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You've told me, I know you by name and I look favorably on you. If it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor and remember that this nation is your very own people. Do you hear the desperation in Moses' voice? I mean, he's even reminding God of the promises he's made. He's reminding God, hey, you know me here. You know me by name. I've had this relationship with you. You look favorably on me. Who are you gonna send with us? because I don't know what to do. And I need you to show up right now in this moment. God, who will you send? I just wonder as we read through this, have you ever found yourself at that point of desperation? <laughs> like, God, I don't know what's going on. Who are you gonna send in my life to, to, to help me figure this out? What, what's going on? 
That's where Moses was. Verse 14, the Lord replied. First, Moses talked to the Lord. Then the Lord replied. I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. I love that. God, who, who, who are you gonna send? Who's gonna come and who's gonna help me out with this? He's like, I'm, God said, I will go. You're right, I do look favorably on you. I'm gonna go with you and I will give you rest. You can rest in that. You can rest in my presence that's going before you. And Moses responded, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. God, if you don't go with us, then we don't wanna go anywhere. Because we understand that without you guiding us, without you leading us, we're gonna get into all kinds of messes. We're gonna go into this land and no one's gonna have any, any concern for us. Nobody's gonna have any dealing with us other than this is just a nation that's invading our land. But Lord, if you go with us, then they'll know that you're with us and they've heard about who you are. If you don't go with us, we don't wanna go anywhere. And the Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you've asked for. For I look favorably on you and I know you by name. I love the relationship that Moses has with the Lord. And God said, I'm gonna do it. So Moses responded, and I, <laughs> then show me your glorious presence. Lord, give me a little something. Let me know that you're here. Let me see your glory. I love that song we sang er, earlier. Lord, show us your glory your glory that is a picture of your holiness, your glory that is a picture of your provision, your, your glory that is a picture of who you are. Lord, let me, let me see it. So God replied, the Lord replied, I, I'll make all my goodness pass before you and I will call you out. I will call out my name, Yahweh, before you. That's the personal name for God. For I will show mercy to anyone I choose and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. But you may not look directly at my face for no one may see me and live. That's just a picture of, of the magnitude and the seriousness of, of God's holiness. It's consuming. The Lord continued, look, stand near me on this rock in my glorious presence. As my glorious presence passes by, I will hide you in the crevice of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and let you see me from behind, but my face will not be seen. Moses said, God, who are you gonna send with me? God said, I'm gonna go with you. Moses, well, that's good because if you don't go with us, we don't wanna go anywhere. God said, that's what I'm gonna do. So Moses asked, then Lord, show me your glory. Let me see you for who you are. And God said, yes. 
And I love Moses' heart here. And I, I, I feel like it's worth us saying and spending a, a bit of time on this morning. And I think it's what we need to say in the life of our church at this point and in our own lives. It's this, we don't want to go anywhere unless the Lord goes before us. We don't want to go anywhere unless the Lord goes before us. I feel like over the, the history of the river, that's pretty much been how we've operated. Like if, if, if God's spirit isn't leading us to, to do this or to do that or to be about this or to be about that, then we don't wanna be about it. But we're also human and we're a collection. All of us together are a bunch of humans who still make mistakes. And so there are times that we have missed it. (laughs) But for the most part, I think we can look back and say, man, if the Lord wasn't going before us, we didn't wanna go he wasn't leading us and guiding us, then, then we would just step back and, and wait. And I think this is true in our own lives. I, I think about my life and I think about the times where I've really sought the Lord and, and asked him to go, to go before me, whether it's in, in, in my marriage or in parenting or in what I do for a living or any of those things, when I've tried to move on my own, (laughs) there's chaos, there's disorder. Every once in a while, the Lord have grace, like you were an idiot, but I'm still gonna take care of you, right? I think about my kids, I think about how I want to to lead them and, and, and be a reflection of God's spirit and his presence to them. In the, in the way that I teach them, in the way that I guide them. And my cry has to be, I have to first spend time with Jesus and say, Lord, if you don't go with me here, I don't, this thing that we're dealing with, these, uh, whether it's character things or whether it's uh, just trying to see them mature and grow, Lord, I need you to teach me first before I can teach them. Lord, before I, I handled this situation with, with somebody at work where there's, there's conflict, God, I, I, I gotta see you going before me. I gotta spend time with you first. I, I need to see your glory moving in my heart and my life before I can handle this conflict. And my prayer for all of us as individuals, as followers of Jesus, as as a church body, is that that would be our posture. The Lord, we don't wanna go anywhere unless you're going with us. I love Psalm 127. It's one of the the Psalms of ascent and it's it's a Psalm that uh, the people of Israel would would recite as they would come to Jerusalem and come to the temple at certain times of the years and for certain festivals. And they actually, from 
in going up to the temple and into Jerusalem, it was an actual ascent. And so they had these Psalms that they would, that they would recite, that would remind them of, of what they were doing and where they were going. And Psalm 127 is one of those. The first couple of verses says this, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. It's the same principle that Moses said, unless the Lord goes before us, unless the Lord builds a house, then we're building in vain. And we are so thankful for what God has done over the last 20 years here. But I think as we enter into this time of celebration, that is important for us to stand here this morning and say, God, if you don't go, if you don't go we don't wanna go. When you say move, we'll move. When, when you say wait, we'll wait. Because we want the presence of the Lord to be the center of our lives, to be the center of our body here that guides us and that leads us. Eugene Peterson is, um, was uh, a pastor first, and he would have told you that, uh, but also a writer and theologian. And when he talks about following Jesus, he wrote this. He says, to follow Jesus implies that we enter into a way of life that is given character and shape and direction by the one who calls us. To follow Jesus means picking up rhythms and ways of doing things that are often unsaid, but always derivative from Jesus, formed by the influence of Jesus. To follow Jesus means that we can't separate what Jesus is saying from what Jesus is doing and the way that he is doing it. To follow Jesus is as much or maybe even more about feet as it is about ears and eyes. He's saying the same thing that Moses said. To follow Jesus means to go where he goes. Moses said, God, we want to go where you go. But if you're not going with us, we don't want to go. We've been, uh, our teenagers have uh, been on a winter retreat this weekend. And I was there, came back early. They're still there, so you can be praying for them. But we've been talking about prayer this weekend. And helping them to understand what prayer is and, and what it looks like. And one of the definitions that we're using was something that uh, a guy named Clement of Alexandria said um, back in the second century. He said this about prayer. He said, prayer is simply keeping company with God. Prayer is simply keeping company with God. keeping company with Jesus. It's learning the things that he said, that he did, and becoming that. Going where he says go. Going where he is going. I'd love to just pray for us on this, on this first day of, of the celebration of what God has done over the last 20 years and looking forward to what he's gonna do in the future and just ask him 
to go before us. Not only in our church, in our body, but in our lives. Because if he's not building this thing, then we build in vain. Let's pray. Father, thank you. God, thank you for so much for the, the things that you've done, the way that you've, you've changed lives. And we've gotten to be flies on the wall to see you do that. What a privilege that is. Lord, I look at the people that, that are in this room and that will be on this campus today that are, that are watching online, Lord, look around and see what you've truly done and lives that you've changed as you've drawn people, as you've given this invitation to follow you. God, we thank you for that opportunity. And God, we wanna say today, unless you're going with us, unless you're going before us, we don't wanna go anywhere. Unless you're guiding and leading and, and moving and, and talking and Lord, uh, unless, we're, unless we're not hearing from you, then we don't, we don't wanna move. We will wait. But Lord, if you say go, we will go. But you gotta go with us. And Lord, I know in, in a room this size and for the folks that are watching, Lord, there are a lot of things going on in our hearts and in our lives, Lord. And there are situations and there are circumstances where, God, we need to, we need to see you show up. We, we want to see your glory. So, Lord, we ask for that. But, God, we ask that you would give us the perspective to say, you know what? I'll, I'll never see his presence. I'll, I'll never see his glory if I'm not turning my attention towards him. So, Lord, help us to turn our attention, our, our focus to you. Help us to, to keep company with you. as we let you lead, as we let you guide. And Lord, let us be known as a people who walk with God and follow him. Thank you for hearing us. Thank you for speaking. Thank you for loving us. In your name we pray, amen. We're gonna watch a video uh, right now of some of, the, some of the groups, some of the organizations in town that have either um, kind of sprung out of the river or, or groups that, that we partner with uh, that all have the same goal of touching lives for the glory of God. And uh, they just wanted to say some words to us and then I'll, I'll be right back out right after that video. So, Hey guys, thanks so much for checking us out online today. If you want more information about the church or things that's going on here, be sure to check out theriverCC.com or download our app and visit us there. Also, as we go through the Bible this year, we want to help keep you engaged on what's being read and talked about each week. 
To do that, we have a podcast called The Word This Week, which will recap each week's readings, as well as have special guests who will talk about what God showed them that week. So be sure to check that out on all podcast streaming platforms. And again, thanks so much for checking us out online.